I'll sleep when I'm dead. Sadly, that's not just the title of a 1976 song by Warren Zevin. I hear comments like this from a lot of people who just simply believe that sleep is overrated. What about you? Do you think you have too much to do to worry about not getting enough sleep? Or do you think that there's just no way you can fit enough sleep into your life with everything else that you've got on your plate? Now, I get it. I mean, even if you're not getting enough sleep, you're still spending more than 40 hours a week in bed. That's a lot of time when you have so much to do. So I I understand why when people say that it's a waste of time, but it isn't. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, about the role that adequate quality sleep has. Because sleep is not just about feeling rested. A lot of people say, oh, I'm doing just fine. I'm you know, getting along with only four or five hours of sleep. But that isn't the only role of sleep to keep us awake. In today's podcast, I'll share seven reasons why adequate sleep is critical. But first, I'm going to ask you four questions to help you to figure out if you're getting enough sleep. Do you wish you had more energy so you could feel better, stay focused at work, and have more fun at home? Well, there's nothing stopping you. As a professional speaker, I work with organizations to recharge their people for improved productivity, performance, and profitability. In my programs, I share the science of peak performance. It's a science that professional athletes have used for decades to help them to perform better, and we can use that knowledge too. The research supports that all it takes is small shifts in the way you eat, sleep, move and think. So listen in as my guests and I talk about a how to energize your life so you can be happier, healthier, and more productive. Again, welcome to the Energize Your Life podcast. And today I'm going to be sharing with you seven reasons why adequate sleep is critical. But first, let me ask you four questions to find out if you're getting enough quality sleep. So We've probably all heard that seven to eight hours of sleep is what we need. Most people do fall into that category, but some people do well with a little bit less sleep, maybe about six. It's rare that anybody, especially when you put them in a laboratory and assess their sleep, it's rare that anyone actually really needs less than six hours of sleep. And some people need as much as nine hours of sleep. Again, it's very, very rare that somebody actually needs more than nine hours of sleep. If you're sleeping more than nine hours, then there might be something else going on, including depression. It could be low thyroid that's causing that. So it's important to get that assessed. All right, I've got for you a four-question quiz. If you can answer yes to each and every one of these chances are you're getting enough good quality sleep. So question number one, do you wake naturally in the morning without an alarm? Number two, are you able to stay awake in any meeting, no matter how boring? Number three, when you get off work, is it easy to stay awake all the way until bedtime? And number four, do you sleep the same amount on work days as you do on the days off? If you can answer yes to each and every one of those 
chances are you're getting enough good quality sleep. Let me go over them again. One, do you wake naturally in the morning without an alarm? If you need an alarm to get you up in the morning, and if you keep hitting the snooze button, that's probably a good indication you're not getting enough sleep. The second question I said, do you, are you able to stay awake in any meeting no matter how boring? Now, I know people say, ah, but no, this was really boring. It doesn't matter. Research studies have shown when you put people in a laboratory and you give them more sleep, no matter how boring the task or the meeting is, they're able to stay awake. They're still going to be bored, but they don't necessarily get lulled to sleep. The third question is, when you get off work, is it easy to stay awake until bedtime? If you uh, get in from the workday, and I, I've had people tell me this all the time, that they do really well during the workday. They don't feel tired at all. It could be the caffeine. It could be just the stress, that adrenaline that they get while they're at work. But as soon as they get home, sometimes even on the drive home, they find it so hard to stay awake. Perhaps, and I've heard this story before, where they get home, they don't even eat dinner, they're so exhausted, they sit on the couch, turn on the TV, and they fall asleep all the way up until 9 or 10 o'clock when their spouse or their partner wakes them up to go to bed. Um, if you're doing that, again, you're not getting enough sleep. And unfortunately, those late naps, you know, anything after 4 o'clock tends to make it more difficult to sleep because you just had a good two, three, four hour nap. And then that disturbs your sleep, putting you on a vicious cycle. The last question was, do you sleep the same amount on work days as you do on the days off? And, you know, if you're sleeping all the way until noon on Saturday and Sunday, and you typically get up at six, well, there's an indication you're not getting enough sleep during the workday. And yes, maybe you were able to get through the workday but you didn't get enough good quality sleep. And what we're going to be talking about today is the importance of getting that good quality sleep. So again, sleep is not just to help us to feel rested and alert. There are some other critical functions why sleep is so important. And let me go through these seven reasons. Number one, sleep loss affects our safety. I mean, would you ever go to work drunk? I hope not, but research shows that after being awake for just 18 hours, think about that, that's get up at six o'clock in the morning by the time midnight rolls around, and some of you are still up at midnight. Well, after being awake for 18 hours, your cognitive psychomotor performance, in other words, how your brain and body work together, diminishes to that of someone with a blood alcohol level of 0.05%. In other words, after being awake for 18 hours, your performance becomes similar to someone who's, you know, had a little bit too much to drink. So they're not quite drunk legally, but they're definitely intoxicated. And let's face it, how many of you have done that? You've stayed up late. You feel like you have to finish the work. You're sending out some emails and you really should think twice before you send out that email because you might think that you're thinking clearly, but your performance does decrease as the length of time since your last sleep episode lengthens up to 18 hours even more. By the way, if you've stayed awake for 24 hours ever, you know, you get up at six o'clock in the morning and six o'clock the next day, you're still awake. 
it's like, even if there's no alcohol in your bloodstream, your performance is very similar to somebody who is legally drunk. So realize that sleep is like a tune-up for the brain. If you remember that function we used to do with our computers. So sleep-deprived individuals tend to make more errors of judgment. But it's not just about an inappropriate email, ill-spoken words. Sometimes that lack of performance can cost lives. According to the National Sleep Foundation, yearly polls that they do, one third of us say that in the past month, we got sleepy at work, maybe even nodded off on our drive home. So we know that some of the accidents are because of drowsy driving. But it's not just us behind the wheel. 20% of pilots say they had a near miss due to sleepiness. And the numbers are very similar for train operators and truck drivers. And... Well, if you have to go into the hospital, realize that a 2012 report by the World Health Organization identified fatigue as one of the causes of medical errors and injury in healthcare. If you think about it, a lot of tragic accidents happen at night when, you know, we're intended to be sleeping. I realize that not all of us are sleeping. Some of us are working during the night shift, but we are not nocturnal creatures. We were built to sleep during the night, not to be up and about at night. And a lot of tragic accidents have happened at night. It's been said that sleep deprivation played a role in the Exxon Valdez spill, the Three Mile Island accident, and the 1986 Challenger explosion. And frankly, that, that scares me because I'm concerned that people who don't respect the power of sleep end up causing havoc not only to themselves, but perhaps injury and death to others. So the number one reason why sleep is so important to all of us is that it helps to keep us safe. The second reason why sleep is so critical is that sleep loss affects our workplace performance. As an expert in fatigue management and workplace productivity, I really took a deep dive into the whole science of sleep when I wrote my latest book, Reboot, How to Power Up Your Energy, Focus, and Productivity. And I found that sleep loss can affect our day-to-day -day performance at work and at home. Because remember, we talked about that sleep functions like, the, like a defrag for the brain, helping us to think clearly, react quickly, to problem solve, creatively brainstorm. And yet many of the clients that I work with tell me that they're working 11, 12 or more hours a day and getting along with just four, five, six hours of sleep. And I don't think they realize how much that lack of sleep affects their performance. And when I can finally persuade them to get a little bit more sleep, most of them are pretty surprised that they they're able to fit it in their day. They find that, yes, they have to sleep an extra hour or two a day to get up, even to the bare minimum. I always tell people they aim for at least that six hours. And then once you're there, maybe you can aim for seven hours. When they do increase it for that hour or two, they find they're working more productively so they can finish their work a little faster. Here's an interesting study that uh, looked at well-rested, healthy adults and they assigned them to a certain number of hours of sleep every night for 14 consecutive days that they were in the laboratory. They either got eight hours of sleep 
six hours or four hours. And actually, I should say it was how many hours in bed. In other words, you know, they couldn't make them sleep, but that's how many hours they were in bed. Eight hours, six hours, or four hours every single night for two consecutive weeks. Not surprisingly, those that were getting just four or six hours of sleep reported feeling more sleepy than those getting eight hours of sleep. Okay, we expect that. And those getting four or six hours of sleep also reported significant performance deficits compared to those getting eight hours of sleep. In other words, they made more mistakes on the the performance assessments that they had to do. And these, the performance went down as the number of days went on. So some of us might do okay with one or two nights with less sleep, but we really hurt when those days continue to go on. But what I found really surprising is for those that were getting four hours of sleep, they didn't report feeling any more sleepy than those who are getting six hours of sleep, but their performance was much worse. In other words, people don't even realize how bad they're performing. Again, like, like somebody who's had alcohol, they, they think they're acting normally, but a video later on finds out, well, no, probably wasn't acting too normal. Here's another part of that research. After they had some catch-up sleep, the subjects also went through a three-day sleep deprivation period. And what they found out is that on day 10 of getting six hours of sleep, The performance was similar to the performance they had when they stayed awake for two days straight. Now, let me repeat that again. After 10 days of getting just six hours of sleep, they performed similar to when they stayed awake for two days straight. We know that so many people that get very little sleep Monday through Friday and try to catch up on the weekend and really... Um, what we're finding out is that you can't do it. You can't catch up. Oh, it might make you feel a little bit better, but it doesn't get you back to normal. There was another study in which participants got just four hours in bed for five days in a row. Kind of like, think about it, Monday through Friday. They got just four hours in bed. And then the next day, they were allowed to sleep as long as they wanted. It did help greatly with the neural behavioral deficits. But even after 10 hours in bed, some of those deficits were still evident. In other words, they didn't make up for the way they performed. So the number two reason why sleep is so critical is that it can affect workplace performance, perhaps even more than you recognize. The third reason why sleep is so critical is that sleep loss can affect productivity as well. I wrote a white paper called Fatigue in the Workplace, and I found that fatigue is costing businesses $92 billion a year here in the US. And globally, it's about 508 billion a year. And that's considering everything like accidents, lost productivity, and extra healthcare costs. In addition, sleep-deprived individuals were twice as likely to miss work, 
due to both short-term and long-term sickness. And fatigue is also a strong predictor of permanent workplace disability. For seven years, I worked with Johnson & Johnson's Yuma Performance Institute and talked with a lot of C-suite executives. And um, many of these people talked about how they did just fine during the workday. And they would ask me for suggestions on how to manage their sleepiness when they got home. And they didn't get what was going on. You can't do anything in the evening. The reason why you're sleeping in the evening is because you didn't get enough sleep, period. So yeah, you may not feel as bad when you're at work because you're jacked up on caffeine and the adrenaline from the stress and the deadlines, but you need to have better sleep. So there's not really anything you can do at home to feel less sleepy, except for maybe get to bed early. So the number three reason is that sleep loss can affect our productivity. The fourth reason why sleep is so critical is that sleep loss might be related to your weight gain. And if you look at it, two thirds of all adults have at least some excess weight. And a lot of times people are saying, I'm not doing anything different. I don't understand. I, you know, I'm not eating any more than I used to. But the thing is, research suggests there's a reciprocal relationship between sleep and weight. In other words, up to a certain point anyway, the more sleep we get, the less likely we are to be obese. In other words, improving your sleep may improve your weight. There was a study done in Quebec a six-year study involving 276 adults, and they found out that that seven to eight hours of sleep might be optimal for weight control. And this was true whether you were talking about actual weight on the scale, the circumference of your waist, or looking at body fat percentage. In other words, um, seven to eight hours of sleep seems to be the most helpful for you to keep your weight under control. And again, I remember I mentioned, if you're sleeping more than nine hours of sleep, you might wanna get some, some help for that. It might be a sign for an underlying condition such as depression. So why do people who don't get enough sleep tend to be heavier? Here's what happens. When people don't get enough sleep, we're oftentimes too tired to exercise. So we're probably expending a few calories. I mean, think about that. When you're tired, right? You have a tendency to maybe slump in the chair. Maybe you have a tendency to sit at your desk rather than stand. Maybe you have a tendency to skip your exercise, right? So when we don't get enough sleep, we're too tired to exercise, so we're probably burning fewer calories. In addition, the less sleep we get, the more opportunity we have to eat. So when you're awake more hours during the day, well, you're more likely to eat, right? And I don't know about you, when I'm tired, I tend to reach for food thinking that it is going to give me energy. You know, I always talk about how food is energy. I mean, do you do that too? When it's really late in the evening and maybe you have to stay awake because your teenage kid is out and you're waiting for them to come back or for whatever reason, you know, you tend to start grabbing for food to keep you awake. It doesn't always work, but we're probably eating more if we stay awake longer. And the third reason why we might be putting on weight when we don't get enough sleep is that 
Not getting enough sleep can mess with our hunger and satiety hormones. So we either feel more hungry or we feel less full. People report it, you know, one way or the other. Um, either way, these hormones are going to prompt us to eat more than if we were well rested. And how much more is really interesting. One study found that obese men and women ate 83 calories more every 30 minutes less sleep they got. 83 calories more for each 30 minutes less sleep that they got. It doesn't sound like too much, 83 calories, but add that up every single day, that adds up to a weight gain of eight pounds a year. So chances are you are not you know, gained eight pounds over the last year, but are you gaining the average of about one pound a year? You know, 10 pounds over a decade, 20 pounds over two decades, 30 pounds over three decades. That's about the average. And you know what? That boils down to just eating an extra 10 calories a day. That's right. Just 10 extra calories a day can put on a pound a year, right? 10 calories, 365 days in a year. You're talking about a pound of fat. So think about that. Your lack of sleep might be the contributing factor to you putting on some weight. The fifth reason why sleep is so critical is that getting too little sleep has been associated with medical conditions, including type 2 diabetes. I don't know if you realize that 46% of all of the adult population has either diabetes or prediabetes. So it's only about 9% diabetes, but 37% have prediabetes. In other words, elevated blood glucose that could potentially lead to diabetes if it's not put under control. And as a registered dietitian by trade, I always ask my clients with diabetes about their sleep patterns because I've noticed that when they don't get enough sleep, even for a few days, it shows in their fasting glucose they tend to have higher blood sugars on those days. So oftentimes I'll see that it's, you know, looking really good for, you know, you know, weeks perhaps. And one day it spikes up when they wake up first thing in the morning and I'll ask them what happened. And sure enough, the night before, not only do they potentially eat more, but they didn't get enough sleep. And so that sleep can play a role in, in that increase in blood glucose. So it's been thought that not getting enough sleep increases the risk for type 2 diabetes by two or three fold. So the fifth reason to get enough sleep is because it can affect our health, including diabetes. The sixth reason is a little more scary, especially as you get older, because sleep loss may bring on early aging. In fact, you know, now that I'm in my, uh, I'll call it middle years, um, but, you know, people are always asking me, you know, what they should be eating or what supplements they can take to prevent dementia as we age. And my answer oftentimes is get more sleep. In one study, the Whitehall 2 study, lasting more than five years, compared those people that are getting seven hours of sleep with those that are getting six hours or less. And they found out it was associated with poor cognitive function. Um, sometimes it was the equivalent to a three to five year increase in age. So if you want to stay forever young, and I know I do, it's important to get enough good quality sleep to help with our mental processing so we don't potentially develop 
dementia. And the seventh reason has to do with our immune system. I don't know about you, but my mom, she had nine kids, so I can understand why she did this. If we were complaining that we were sick, there was like no sympathy at all. She just didn't have time to, to pamper us like some of us pamper our kids. And I know I certainly did with mine, you know, but she would just say, well, go to bed. And so, yeah, if you're going to stay home from, from school because you weren't feeling well, you didn't watch TV and eat bonbons all day. No, you went to bed. So um, I kind of learned that, well, when you're sick, you go to bed. But you know what? She was absolutely right because cri- sleep is critical to help us to fight disease and to recover from injury. Here we are in the middle of the COVID pandemic it's even more important that we get enough good quality sleep because that might help our body to fight that type of infection. So there you go, seven reasons why not getting enough sleep can affect our safety, performance, productivity, weight, our overall health. And as we mentioned, seven to eight hours of sleep is considered optimal for most people, but it's somewhat different. Sometimes we need a little bit less. Sometimes we need a little bit more. But my guess is it's not outside the range of six to nine hours. So ask yourself, are you getting enough sleep? And if you're not, is it worth it? I'll talk to you next Monday. And until then, have a great energized week. Bye.